Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hello and welcome to Qatar for the Game Day World Cup podcast with me, Sam Matterface, alongside Talk Sports football correspondent Alex Crook and the former West Ham and Benfica left-back Scott Minto. We're here every morning with a little bite-sized delivery from the World Cup, bringing you a roundup of all today's action and discussing the upcoming games. The top stories this Saturday morning. Life comes back to bite Luis Suarez as Uruguay are eliminated from the World Cup on goals scored. South Korea qualify for the last 16 with the last gasp winner against Portugal. Brazil lose for the first time in this World Cup after a shock 1-0 defeat to Cameroon. And the first round of 16 ties begin today. The Netherlands take on the USA and Argentina against Australia are both live on TalkSport. It is the Game Day podcast and we're live from the World Cup on TalkSport. Ghana nil, Uruguay 2. And I don't know if you saw much of what happened afterwards, but it was pretty unseemly, wasn't it? Edison Cavani launching a VAR monitor to the fore. I wonder how much that's going to cost. Um, Luis Suarez crying his eyes out. I mean, I was sitting with uh, some rather ruthless pundits yesterday who were suggesting with about 10 minutes to go, what on earth are they crying for? The game's not over yet. There's probably another 20 minutes to go. And they did need to just score a goal. Uh, but the manager made a bit of a mistake, didn't he? Didn't realise that he might need to end up putting himself in that position where he needed to score a goal and took off all his forwards. Scott? Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, sort of looking at the game and how it developed. I mean, Uruguay looked absolutely coasting, weren't they, to, to terms of winning the game. And I, I, I don't think anyone quite saw that South Korea would go and beat Portugal, but they should have done. They should have done with what we've seen in the World Cup so far. So, you know, you need an extra goal. You see Luis Suarez, as you say, crying, not even the, the game had finished. And there's not a lot, a lot of these uh, really good strikers can do because they're sitting on the bench. So it's going to be interesting to see the sort of aftermath of what, what the you know, the manager will get, the stick he'll get for Uruguay, because I had them as one of my dark horses. I remember the last time I was on with you guys, they were bottom of the table with one game to go, but I still fancied them to do it because I thought they would beat Ghana and I didn't see Portugal losing. But look, this has been a World Cup of absolute surprises the big boys are still through yeah you got a sprinkle of the the ones you wouldn't expect to get through as well so it was a really interesting end to what has been a really interesting world cup so far Uh, let's just talk about the game itself because Uruguay thought that they should have had a couple of penalties Alex should they have had Uh, certainly I can understand why they were so angry about not getting the one at the end of the game having said that their behavior throughout the course of the 90 plus minutes was disgraceful, really. You know, barracking the referee, getting in his face after uh, Ghana had missed that first penalty. What is it about Ghana and Uruguay and missed penalties? I mean, you just couldn't write that script, could you? So, yeah, I, I think they can feel a sense of injustice. 
But ultimately, they weren't good enough over the course of the three matches, really, to warrant a place in the last 16. They only really turned up for this game. And as you say, the coach made strange calls, taking off those forward players, believing uh, that South Korea didn't have it in them to beat Portugal. I have to say, I didn't think South Korea had it in them to beat Portugal, especially when they went 1-0 down. But as Scott has said, this is probably the most unpredictable World Cup so far that we've ever seen. So you, you have to expect the unexpected. And... That word karma will get banded around, won't it? I don't think too many people had any sympathy at all for Luis Suarez crying in the dugout because, let's be honest, he's a terrible bloke. A revenge is a dish best served with goals scored. Scott, uh, you, you, you were getting a little bit irate. There was a, an interesting moment on social media yesterday, and we will only say this. Luis Suarez, there was a picture of Luis Suarez that was doing the rounds on uh, Instagram, and he was crying his eyes out. There was a couple of pictures in the sort of montage where he flicked between the two, one where his tears were being blubbed out of his eyes, another with his ha- head very firmly in his shirt, and it was liked by Patrice Evra. Scott. Go on, Patrice. I was going to say, um, Luis Suarez speaks very highly of you, Cookie. He was just talking about you the other day. You know, so he'd be disappointed you said that. Look, Luis Suarez... You can have a few bites out of Crook, that's for sure. He's, uh, well, absolutely. I've heard about his eating habits over there. Look, he's been a world-class player, but you know the way he's lived on the edge, shall we say, then he's not going to get any sympathy at all. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of people, not just Ghanaians, who are very much enjoying what's happened. Uh, South Korea beat Portugal, which is also remarkable, bearing in mind that no one really saw that coming. But then again, as you've already mentioned, that that, that has happened quite a lot recently. Um, They progressed beyond the uh, final group stage of a World Cup for just the third time, also did it in 2002-2010. It's their 11th appearance at the tournament. They go through to play Brazil now. And uh, they, they themselves were in tears yesterday. I mean, Son was crying his eyes out. He was absolutely delighted with the fact that they squeezed into the last 16. The goal scorer on 90 minutes to seal a place in the knockout stages was Huang Hee Chan, the Wolverhampton Wanderers striker, who um, I think was absolutely delighted, but surprised as well. He he looked pretty surprised about the fact that uh, they'd managed to do it. Portugal changed a few players yesterday. Once again, you know, lots of changes for some of these bigger nations. Dallas started from the beginning. Vitinha played, Orta played, Ronaldo still played, Mario played. It was it was a bit of a change team by Fernando Santos. But ultimately, I suppose that just shows the lack of depth that they've got if they can't get through a game like the one they needed to yesterday. And that seems to be a theme amongst much of the many of the big nations. Yeah, it was a strange one, really, because obviously they got the early goal, looked relatively in control played the game at their pace. It was quite a slow, laboured tempo for much of the afternoon. Then South Korea scored from a corner, uh, ironically, after a mistake by Ronaldo, the ball hitting him on the back. So he's now got as many goals in this tournament as he has gifted goals to the opposition, which uh, (laughs) is quite a a funny quirk of fate. But um, they kept going, South Korea. And Son, I've got to say, has had a pretty disappointing performance by and large. In fact, Dean Ashton and my co-commentator suggested maybe that mask is causing him some issues because he just hasn't uh, looked like the same player that we're used to seeing in the Premier League. But what individual brilliance from him uh, to have the the control, to keep possession, the speed of mind, the speed of thought, to look up, play it through the defender's legs, see that Huang had made a lung-busting burst into the penalty area. And you're right to say that Huang is surprised. I think he probably was because he hadn't scored since February. And to show the composure that he did 
when you're not exactly banging goals for fun at club level, knowing you've got the weight of a nation on your shoulders, I thought was absolutely terrific. Uh, Cameroon won Brazil. Neil, I was at this game last night. Um, and in a World Cup of shocks, how about this one? Uh, Brazil missing the chance to make a statement and become the only side to win all three group games in this tournament so far. In fact, that doesn't happen very often. Brazil were in a great place in Cameroon, then all of a sudden Cameroon broke away. And a young local player who plays for Colum Sportif in Cameroon produces a magic cross from the right-hand side after a rapid dart down the right flank after coming off the bench. One of the best crosses you'll see at the tournament so far into Vincent Aboubacar and his header, unstoppable. 1-0, takes his shirt off and then gets a, a yellow card, then a red. Tell me something. What's so offensive about taking your shirt off? That's the first thing I want to get out of the way. Not, I know it's in the laws. I, I know the laws of the game. I don't need to be told about that. But why is it, so, why is it in the laws of the game? What, what is so offensive about taking your shirt off? Sam, I can't be nodding my head strongly enough to agree with you. I, I, I watched it and I thought the jubilation of a team beating a team like Brazil, which we might not see again in this tournament, in the last minute of scoring a goal, how can you not see that as a celebration? Again, I totally agree with you. The laws of the game, laws of the game, but take it out, please, because that is what you want to see. Almost the team and the fans as one, the jubilation of beating what I still think are the favourites to win this World Cup. Uh, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, you're not a, um, a contender for this World Cup unless you've had a blip, are you? I mean, you, there's there's no way that um, there's any seamless... In fact, England are probably the, the team with the best form going into the knockout stages because their blip was a nil-nil draw. I thought that Cameroon played the game really well. They managed the game really well. They came with a clear game plan, which was to stay in it for as long as possible and then just strike it towards the end of the match. And they did exactly that. It worked out almost perfectly for Rigobert Song. The problem was, is that in the Goldfest bonkers game down the road, Switzerland had beaten Serbia by three goals to two. I think there was a, a late moment there where Serbia could have got something out of that game. And a goal in that game would have sent Cameroon through to the knockout stages in second place. Those moments of jeopardy, that moment of, of of will they just about sneak through was rather tense. But it was a, a really flat football match, the Cameroon-Brazil match, for, for large portions of it. And I was quite disappointed with a much-changed Brazil team who had given some of their fringe players a real opportunity. Yeah, again, it backs up what you were saying about lack of squad depth amongst most of the nations. And if, if you're making a case for England winning this World Cup, and I'm coming more around to the idea they could go a long, long way, they do have more options off the bench than anybody else. I think we've seen that. And are they the only unbeaten team heading into the last 16? Well, I, I know it's the first time since 1994 that nobody has won every one of their three group games. Uh, so that shows you how, how open this World Cup is. Yes, the Netherlands haven't been defeated yet. Oh, okay. USA so, haven't been defeated yet. <laughs> Morocco are undefeated. Croatia. So I'm talking absolute nonsense. No, no, but actually, actually, doesn't but, it? But apart, you... but apart from that, Crook, you're you're spot on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't that tell you though that the teams that are on seven points, you know, the Morocco, the Netherlands, which I'm sorry, neither of those have any chance, and I, I don't mind sticking my neck out there, and and yet they're sort of up there in terms of points one. I think this is a World Cup where actually. It's been amazing. I still see in the round of 16, you'll get one or two surprises, should we say, if not shocks. But I do think in terms of Brazil, 
You know, I looked at that team that, that Brazil put out, and yes, they made changes, but they're still extremely good players. And I'm the same as you, um, Sam. I, I, I was really disappointed with these group of players that are not sort of on the fringe. And actually, in the way that the England bench or the England um, fringes really grasp the nettle in the Wales game, we're not seeing other teams do that. I, I still think that's probably the best thing that could have happened to Brazil. And France, you can chuck in there as well. It will sharpen the mind. It will tell them they're not invincible, that they have to be absolutely at it from the word go. And now you're in the knockout stages. You're not at it in fifth gear from the start. You'll be out of the World Cup. So I, I think that will sharpen the mind for Brazil. But this is a really, really open World Cup, I have to say. It really is. Braylon Brodo scoring goals for uh, Switzerland. He's been pretty impressive. Shakiri enjoyed scoring. There's been a bit of history between Serbia and Switzerland. It was an absolutely chaotic game. Another brilliant one at this World Cup. Uh, Switzerland usually just about sneak through. Um, I think they've done very well, despite being quite dull. I saw them against Brazil. They managed that game, again, very well. And they only lost because of Casemiro's wonderful bit of brilliance. Um, they'll face Portugal in the last 16. The last 16 does look like this. Uh, the Dutch against the USA kicks off at 3 o'clock live on TalkSport today. Argentina, Australia, 7 o'clock tonight. Then it's France, Poland tomorrow and England against Senegal. On Monday, it's Japan against Croatia, Brazil against South Korea, Morocco, Spain. And then that's on Tuesday. And Portugal against Switzerland. Now, you look at that bracket and you think, well, OK, quarterfinals are sorted then. It's the Dutch against Argentina, France against England, uh, Japan against uh, Brazil or Croatia against Brazil and Spain against Portugal. But we know from what we've seen so far, it isn't going to work out like that. There is going to be a upset in that round of 16 someone someone big is going to go so don't be surprised if that is the case top of the assist chart so far at the end of the group stage who do you think it is crikey is our harry david, up there david classen's got two dusan tadic's got two jordi alba's got two perisic two teo hernandez two bruno fernandez two and out on his own with three assists so far sir harry kane and in the race for the golden boot and Valencia's got three, so is Gakpo, Mbappe, Morata. But topping it on count back of minutes is Marcus Rashford. Ooh, He's I'm only sad. played 107 minutes uh, so far. Kylian Mbappe also has an assist, so he has a, an assist and a goal, so maybe it works like that. Uh, an impressive group stage, I think, for England when we look back on it, bearing in mind what we have seen from everybody else. Now we go into the business end. As Ian Wright said yesterday on the television, now it gets scary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Let's go. for Gagpo. Oh, what a start for Holland. He's at it again. Polisic tucks it away. The flag hasn't gone up. The United States have their lead. He's darting into the penalty area, twisting, shooting, and scoring. Matthew Letty with a monumental goal for Australia. Messi, 25 yards out, low shot from him, and Lionel Messi has done it. The Argentinian crowd erupts, and the talisman strikes again. And it is magnificent drama on TalkSport once again. Netherlands against the USA, 3 o'clock live on TalkSport. The USA are going to pose a bit of a threat here, I think, against the Netherlands. They're an athletic team. They're a very well-organised team and they know how to deny top players. Scott? I couldn't agree more. And, I, you know, everyone's sort of saying, oh, you know, right now the big boys will get through to the quarters. I think this, out of all of them, listen, I think Japan have a chance against Croatia. I think Switzerland have a chance against Portugal. I don't know a Spanish team now um, in terms of how they'll do against Morocco, although I would expect them to go through. But this is the one, if someone said to me, where would you see one of the kind of minnows in inverted commas getting through? You know, Netherlands haven't been great. They haven't been great to watch. They've kind of laboured. Even Qatar, you thought there's a statement you could you could make there, but it was just a, a kind of a boring 2-0 win there. I like the States, and you're right, that draw against them, it's looking a little bit better and better, isn't it? They're, they're, they're well organised. There's no out-and-out stars, but I, I just think they're really well well-organised side under a manager who knows exactly what they need to do. And I actually fancy here they could get something. This could go all the way to penalties, but I, I, I would say I'm going for the States here. The Netherlands have been a little bit underwhelming, but Louis van Gaal said yesterday, look, I'm not changing my tack. This is how I believe we're going to negotiate our way uh, through the tournament. Uh, I'm used to the criticism. My players are also used to it. We're calmly going to continue on the path that we have embarked upon. Is it a star that can win in the World Cup, do you think? No, no chance. Um, obviously, I was in that press conference at the start of the tournament when Van Gaal said it was a better Dutch side uh, than the one that he took so close to glory in 2014. I don't necessarily go along with him on that. And I think there are far too many stronger nations. And I think actually the, the way they play, his pragmatic style probably limits their options in terms of regression anyway. I agree with Scott. I think USA... Uh, more than capable of coming through this tie, I think, as well as being a very energetic, young, tactically astute side. They seem to have a fantastic team spirit. I've been in and around the camp a couple of times, and uh, that certainly comes across. I'm going to the game, actually, looking forward to seeing Cody Gakpo in the flesh. I think whatever happens with the Dutch, he's become one of the breakout stars of this tournament. I think he's destined uh, for the Premier League. But yeah, if you were to asked me to stick my neck out, I would probably go for the USA as well. So the first upset of the last 16 could come in the very first game. Um, Louis van Gaal has been in pretty good mood all throughout the uh, World Cup experience. He said yesterday, he was asked actually, uh, now that Roberto Martinez has left Belgium, would he fancy the Belgium job? Um, when his time at the, the Netherlands comes to an end, he says, Belgium is a wonderful country with very friendly people and Nocker 
is a wonderful beach town. So yes, I've reflected on it, but you've got to convince my wife. Um, I always take decisions myself, but uh, there are countries I will not move to. And in the end, my wife will not move to. But I'm here with a Dutch team and we want to be world champion. And we've got four games ahead of us. No, he's optimistic. I, I didn't get an A grade in geography, but I don't think um, Belgium is too far from the Netherlands, Sam. And, and what did I say about Neil Warnock and Van Hal uh, the last time I was on? He, he could, can't give up. He can't give up. Absolutely. He spends most of his uh, time in, in, in Villa Mora. He's got a house next door to uh, Ronald Koeman. And obviously the two of those hate each other. So I'm sure they, they don't exchange friendly coffees over the garden fence. So uh, <laughs> Villa Mora or, or Belgium, for me, Villa Mora wins hands down. The thing about that is, is that Ronald Koeman is going to take over again, isn't he? After the end of the World Cup, he's going to be the new Dutch manager, from what I understand. So, so, so there is uh, space for Van Gaal to make that move. I tell you what, it'd be a good appointment for Belgium because one of the, the, the questions that Kevin Hatchard has raised on on this pod in the fallout of Belgium's exit is, you know, where are they going to get a top class manager from? Well, maybe there's the answer. There is the answer. You never know. Maybe Pochettino will do it because he's doing the rounds. Um, he's done more exclusives. Than um, I, I can imagine. You, you did an exclusive with him, didn't you? About 20 minutes after somebody else had done an exclusive with him. <laughs> I, I did. But I hope he's, he's destined to come back to England. What a yeah, guy. And, um, and, and Cookie did the first exclusive. Okay, there might have been 10 yeah. exclusive, but he did the first one. But no, it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. What I took from that interview, Cookie, as well, was him saying almost like he wanted to wait until the World Cup or something was coming up soon. I can't remember his exact quote. Yeah. So whether it's whether it's England or whether it's Belgium or, you know, there's there's going to be a few countries who are going to be looking for managers. Yeah. I, I, did he not sort of come up to you and say to you, basically, I want the England job. This is a PR job, Crook. Make me look good and sound good. Because you've been walking around telling everybody what a great guy he is. You borderline licked his face during the interview itself. It was a bit of a love-in. But yeah, listen, we'll, we'll wait and see. At least we know that if he does end up being the England manager, you'll have a great connection with him. Uh, the Dutch are unbeaten in all 10 of the World Cup matches under Louis van Gaal, keeping five clean sheets in the last six games of the final. And yeah, I think it's worth pointing out, actually, that they only went, they only go out in extra time uh, in the semi-final a couple of years ago when, under him in 2014. I remember going to Brasilia to do their um, third, fourth playoff game against Brazil and they absolutely battered Brazil. And it was about four days after Brazil had lost 7-1. Um, let's turn our attention to Argentina against Australia. Uh, Australia looking to go deep, deep into the competition for the first time. Uh, they've reached the knockout stage of the World Cup for only the second time. And in doing so, when they were back in 2006, they lost to Italy in the last 16. Can they go one better this time around, Scott? No, I, I think this is the one where, even though we've already seen a shock with Argentina, haven't we, um, with Saudi Arabia, I, I think I was really impressed in that last game. The Mexico game, the amount of pressure going into that match after what happened to Saudi Arabia, they still look really nervous. You know, Lionel Messi scored the goal, and then that was the moment where he came to the World Cup. I thought after that goal, he was brilliant. I think in the last game, he I was slightly worried, and I even texted Crookie. I said, um, you know, I was a little bit worried that, he might do a Gareth Bale and, and sort of we're waiting for things and waiting and, and nothing happened. But I mean, how good was he? I mean, this is what you want when you're a fan of any age, whether you're a kid or the wrong side of 50 like me. You want to see people picking up the ball and dominating games. And he, he was nothing short of superb with a really good supporting cast. And this is the Argentina side that I thought we'd see from the start. 
So they're warming up nicely. Messi's in really good form. They're up against an Australia side. They won't be happy to be there because I love the Australian mentality. You know, that they are for sport right up there, the best in the world. But this is where I think class will tell for me. And um, I can see Argentina winning by a couple of goals. It was interesting listening to Rodrigo de Paul yesterday and uh, he was talking about that chasing defeat to Saudi Arabia and almost suggesting that actually it might have been a good thing because it gave them a bit of a reality check, gave them a kick up the backside and they found themselves in a situation they weren't used to being in and then they had to show character. And if you're going to win a World Cup, then you need to be able to react to adversity. Yeah, and also it meant they were playing knockout football from their second game, you know, two matches in the group stage where they had to be absolutely foot perfect. And they were, to be honest. Um, I went to both of their final games in the group and they were fairly comfortable uh, in terms of, of picking up the three points in those two games. I think Argentina are a side who will improve and, and, and gain momentum as the tournament progresses. They've got a huge fan base, as you know, Sam, out here in Doha, probably the most vocal fan base of the entire World Cup. And I think they've got some quality, not just Lionel Messi, you know, Alvarez, I think, is uh, is justifying his place in the starting lineup and showing why Manchester City fans are so excited about his potential. Angel Di Maria, um, a player that is still great on me, that Manchester United gave up on him too early. I think he's been absolutely superb in this tournament. Alexis McAllister, done well at Brighton. I think he's taken his, his confidence onto a new level. I guess the one issue is defensively, you know, realistically, you're a team with Otamendi a centre-half going to win the World Cup? Probably not, but they're going to have too much for Australia in this game. How impressed have you been with uh, Harry Souter? Probably should be playing for Scotland, but he's decided to play for Australia. Stoke City centre-half has been out for a very long time, come in straight away, been placed into a World Cup scenario and he's been terrific. I mean, he's a giant, but he's been terrific. Yeah, he has. I, I guess him and him and Leckie have, have been the two stars of this Australia team. Um, Scotland fans will be... Uh, yeah, we'll be agitated that he made that decision, but you have to look at where he is, you know, in terms of he's in the last 16 of the World Cup, Scotland not here. So he would say it was the, the right career decision. They could make a claim on Alexis McAllister, Scotland as well, because he's got Scottish ancestry. So two players on the pitch who, who could be playing in front of the Tartan army. Yeah, but uh, aren't they're playing for Argentina and Australia in the last 16 of the World Cup? Look, Argentina... Aren't the first team to lose their, their World Cup match and go on to possibly win the tournament? In fact, the last team that lost their opener and then won their group was Spain in 2010, and they ended up lifting the, the trophy. So there's every chance there is a precedent here for someone to do that. And Scott, obviously, there is a lot of people who would like to see Messi do it. There's still a few who feel as if they were almost given a bit of a helping hand in their previous game with that penalty decision, even though it didn't end up being converted. But like, there's, there sort of seems to be a, a, a will that Messi should go on and have at least the chance to compete in another World Cup final. Do you think that the, the momentum will slowly build with them now that they've got this route to the final or route to the semi-final at least that seems pretty, not light, but it, it's... It's better than some of the other ones. I mean, it's better than England. I mean, England end up playing Senegal, who's the best team in Africa. Then they'll play the best team in, in Europe, in France. And then if they, if, if by some chance they manage to uh, get past them, they've, they've got to play probably the second best team in, in Europe, in Spain. So it's, it's a difficult run all the way through to the final for England, should they even get that far. But for Argentina, Australia in the last 16, you'd take that. Holland or USA in the quarterfinals, you'd take that. 
Okay, semi-finals might be a little bit different when they bump into Brazil, but they know each other very, very well. But it does seem to sort of be opening up for Argentina. Sam, after all the games that you've covered so far, have you not realised now, just throw everything out the window? We've no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, you know what? I still think, yeah. as I say, I think there could be two, possibly even three sort of surprises in this round of 16. But look, I, d- I do agree with you. I do think they will be in the semi-finals, but actually I do think Brazil will be in the semi-finals. That's a game I'm almost willing for myself. And look, no one's a bigger fan than Lionel Messi. You know, if I was Argentinian, I'd probably have a, a Messi tattoo somewhere on my body. I mean, it, it, I just think he's absolutely incredible. And you know what? If England don't do it, I probably do want Argentina to do it just because of him. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how it's going to go. And that's why I'm absolutely intrigued. I don't want to miss. I mean, keeping up with four games a day has been very difficult. But now it's two. I do not want to miss one minute of, of what is got in store because I think we've still got a lot more drama. But I do see a Brazil-Argentina semi-final. I'm going to stick with what I said so far at the start of the tournament. I do think Brazil will go all the way. But I'm not so sure. I, you know, I wouldn't put any money on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm blitzed by the amount of football that we've had to watch, or not had to watch, we've wanted to watch over the course of the last couple of weeks. And we've been rushing around to games that we're not working out. I don't know about you, Crook, but I was in Japan, Spain the other day. We had a day off. We, you've got to go to a game. So we went to Japan versus Spain. It was a terrific football match. I do feel a little bit like I've got some sort of curse on the bigger teams because so far this tournament, I've seen... Japan beat Germany, Japan beat Spain, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. And uh, there was another one as well, wasn't there? What was that? Oh, Cameroon beat Brazil last night. So I'm, I, I, I am a bit fearful about going to pick up the microphone on Sunday night for England against Senegal, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, but it has been a World Cup of, of shocks and upsets and drama. I mean, the last couple of nights of um, group action highlights just how dramatic and, and entertaining the group stage can be. And it does beg the question, why on earth? And I, I saw a report actually that maybe FIFA are considering reversing the idea of only having three teams in a group when we go to the USA in four years' time. So I think maybe they've learned from the fact that the drama of this World Cup group stage is something that they should be preserving, not not altering. 100%. It's absolutely nonsensical to... to... A, to expand the competition because clearly you will dilute the quality and B, to take away that jeopardy uh, which we've seen to such wonderful effects in the group stage. I think it's been the best group stage probably of any World Cup and I hope Arsene Wenger and his chums are going to take notice here and realise you don't need to fix what isn't broken. I fear they won't because obviously it's all about the money. Yeah, Scott, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Look forward to the games today. Netherlands against USA, three o'clock live on TalkSport. Argentina against Australia follows from seven o'clock as well. Tomorrow, Darren Lewis will be with us as we preview the England game. Looking forward to what will be a big day for Gareth Southgate and his team. We will do our best to try and furnish you with all the information you need ahead of that match, which kicks off at seven o'clock on Sunday night. Have a good rest of the day. Remember, the Game Day podcast is available every single day on the Talk Sport app. You can go to the podcast sections. You can listen to us from there. Uh, you can also get us on Spotify and on iTunes, everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Make sure you tell all your friends about us. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. 
Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 